What's up, my Hanyaks? Welcome back to another edition of the Rambling Viking Podcast. Coming here at you live from New York. I'm kidding. It's not uh, any of those things. But we are going to be uh, found found this awesome Twitter thread that I think is a great explanation to help us understand kind of where things are from a hypothetical average person uh, today and and maybe what's driving a lot of this craziness to maybe help us come together and understand the fuller context around where we find ourselves right now. Specifically, I think this is a uh, addressing uh, vaccine hesit- hesit- hesitancy with the COVID vaccine. We're seeing that manifest. And I think this is pretty insightful as to into a lot of the psyche of people. And it goes back um, about five years because I think it's been, it's one of those things, you know, it's a lot of times it's slow, 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 and then drastic change kind of off a cliff and it's a slow drip. And then there's that, there's that moment that, that hardcore pill moment, if you will, you know, a lot of people talk about the red pill moment. And for most people, it's a slow drip over a long period of time. And I think, I think that's where we're at. We're at that kind of Finally, that that kick moment, that moment where it's like, all right, and people are people are kind of just fed up with it, and uh, and I think it provides good perspective, no matter which side you fall on, as to okay, maybe here's what happened, and I think it's important. It's more important than ever to be kind of thoughtful in the way that we approach things, because the way I see it is, uh, I need to. I mean, coming from coming from a Hanyak, right? I mean, how much weight does this carry? Hanyak like me, nonetheless, is, you know, we need to try and be better about in real life having good conversations and not being afraid of certain conversations. I'm a victim of it myself where, it, you know, everything's so politically charged and everyone almost feels like they're on eggshells and everyone's almost on edge and it's like, oh, an awkward subject comes up and nobody nobody wants to just be like, oh yeah, knows what I think and be able to look at each other and you both say that you don't like op- or, or you think opposite things on the subject and kind of be okay, you know? The classic scene people use is sitting in a bar and you start having a conversation you're talking about, I don't know, pol- you know, current events, you're talking about sports, you're talking about religion maybe, and you, you have a solid conversation and you go about your separate ways and guess what? Helps you understand that person better and maybe you maybe you shifted on some things or maybe you just have better context. And so that's what this provides here, you know? Uh, and, and, and that's in part what I would like my podcast to be. I like it to be entertaining, I think, first and foremost, because that's, that's something that's being lost quickly is even, even with myself is like a, a you know, you got to remind yourself, you got to be able to laugh. You got to be able to be entertained, be entertaining and, and just everyone needs to relax. Everyone needs to take, take a chill bill, learn to laugh, chill bill, take a chill pill, learn to laugh at yourself, learn to laugh at each other and just to have fun with it. See, even Finn agrees with me. I mean, he needs to take a chill pill right now because he's being loud, but it's fine. Uh, front door was open. He saw someone. So yeah. But anyways, that's what this mega thread, I found it on Not The Bee. I'm not going to link to that article. I am going to link to the mega thread itself, though. And, it I mean, it is a mega thread. This is why I'm dedicating a whole episode to it. He even has links to certain things within it. Right now, it's got 14,000 retweets, 5,800 quote tweets, 32,000 likes. And this is by at Constantine Kissin. Uh, and then his, his, uh, name right now is Constantine Kissin, comma, wrong opinions within, I guess he's a comedian. He has a podcast. He plugs it at the very end. It's pretty good, but he did this on August 2nd and 
So here we go. Without further ado, I think we'll just dive into this. I think this has been more than enough of an intro. All right. You're struggling to understand why some people are vaccine hesitant. The let me help you mega thread. Imagine you're a normal person. The year is 2016. Rightly or wrongly, you believe most of what you see in the media. You believe polls are broadly reflective of public opinion. You believe doctors and scientists are trustworthy and independent. You're a decent, reasonable person who follows the rules and trusts authority. Imagine your shock then when Brexit, which you were assured wouldn't happen because it's a fringe movement led by racists for racists, happens. The polls, which widely predicted it wouldn't happen, were completely wrong. The experts and media pundits who told you it wouldn't happen day after day are also wrong. Oh well, you say, these things happen. Imagine that soon after Donald Trump is running for president, you are told by your favorite media publications that he is going to lose. Some, uh, some experts say his opponent has a 99% chance of winning. Imagine waking up in the morning after the election to discover that pollsters, media experts, and politicians you still trusted were wrong again. And now, the racist monster they told you would never get near the White House is the leader of the free world. How did this happen? You ask yourself, how could all the people in charge of informing me be so wrong? It was the Russians, they tell you. The Russians did Brexit, and they got Trump elected too. Imagine for the next three and a half years, you watch as the media and the political class run with the Russia collusion narrative. They tell you the how, when, and where. The dossiers, the whistleblowers, the peeing prostitutes. Imagine your desperation for things to make sense again. The Mueller report is coming and it will all set your world straight. Evidence of foreign meddling in 2016 election, in the 2016 election and Brexit is coming to save your unsettled mind. Imagine your shock then when you discover that Brexit and Trump had little to do with foreign meddling. The screaming about Russians and Brexit dies down as well. Imagine that bit by bit, you discover that events which the media and political class told you would not and could not happen, not only happened, but happened without some sort of evil interference. Instead, millions of your fellow citizens voted for them. Again, you ask, how could this happen? And again, the media has the answer, racism. Your country is racist, they tell you. If you're white, this seems strange to you. Other than a handful of idiots, you've never met a racist. If you're an ethnic minority immigrant like me, this seems even stranger. Why would people in one of the most welcoming, tolerant countries in the world want to convince themselves their country is racist when it's so obviously not? But the evidence is right there on your TV screen. Imagine your horror as a gay black actor is assaulted by MAGA hat-wearing thugs who racially abuse him and put a noose around his neck. He cries while talking about it. And there's a link for Jesse Smollett. Imagine your outrage as you see news reports of a bunch of MAGA hat-wearing kids from a religious, religious school contemptuously confront a Native American elder. Reza Aslan tells you the kid has a punchable face, and while you abhor violence, it's hard to disagree. Imagine that for days you watch coverage of these events with expert after expert, pundit after pundit, sharing and fueling your outrage about them. With every word, your belief that you are a good person and that your country is, is a good country wavers. Imagine that soon after, however, the Jesse Smollett story turns out to be an attention-seeking hoax. Imagine that you quickly discover that the Native American elder was the one who confronted the kids and not the other way around. If this is such a racist country, you ask yourself, why would they need to make up stories of racism? As you ponder this, you remember that for years now, you've been expected to go along 
with other make-believe. You're expected to believe that whether you, you're male or female is not as simple as you once thought. Whatever you learned about biology at school is wrong. You, are no longer, you no longer know how many genders there are, and it seems dangerous to try and find out. Imagine reading that experts at the American Psychological Association say that, tradi- that traditional masculinity is pathological and harmful. Imagine that you still want to believe the media and their experts, but now that requires you to think your country is racist, men are bad, and gender is a social, social contract, construct, whatever that means. At this point, it's at, it is at this point that a pandemic emerges on the other side of the world. You're initially unconcerned, but as scenes emerge from Italy and other countries, it is clear that something big is happening. You watch nervously as politicians give press conference after press conference flanked by experts to explain the situation. The racist Donald Trump shuts down travel from China. In response, the mayor of Florence advises citizens to fight racism by hugging a Chinese person. Shortly after, Nancy Pelosi, a respected Democrat, visits Chinatown in San Francisco to explain there's no reason tourists or locals should be staying away from the area because of coronavirus concerns. Thank God there are some sensible non-racist people who aren't overreacting, you say to yourself. Imagine watching as Trump doubles down on his racism by claiming the virus may have come from a lab in Wuhan. Nonsense, you think to yourself as you wonder how best to protect yourself and your family from this deadly disease. You consider getting masks. You've seen visitors from Asian countries wear them. But the UK's chief medical officer tells you not to wear a mask and wash your hands instead. As lockdowns are introduced around the world, you diligently follow all the rules. You stay home, only go out once, and live off savings for or government grants. You are proud to be doing your part. Thanks to you and millions of your fellow citizens, the first wave of the pandemic does not overwhelm the healthcare system. While thousands sadly die, you've helped protect the NHS. You've helped to protect the NHS. Imagine your confusion as the same people who've spent three months telling you masks don't work and you shouldn't wear them introduce mask mandates. We're following the science, they tell you. This makes little sense, but a pandemic is no time for questions. As you cautiously go to the supermarket, you notice that masks have made people far less likely to socially distance. You remember reading somewhere that bicycle helmets work similarly. They give the wearer more confidence and the result is more accidents and injuries, not fewer. Silly people, you say to yourself, if only they would follow government advice. You turn on your TV to learn that shoppers at your local supermarket aren't the only ones who have been ignoring the rules. Neil Ferguson, the man who, whose projections were used as the basis for lockdowns, appears to have broken his own rules to get some action with his married lover. Boris Johnson's chief advisor, Dominic Cummings, drove halfway across the country to ensure he had a better place to isolate. The journalists who berate him for this are later found to have attended a birthday party in the breach of the rules. The lockdowns continues. However, a man is killed in Minneapolis who, while being arrested for a petty crime, the man is black, the officer is white. The arrest is captured on video and quickly goes viral around the world. Imagine your horror as you watch as an officer of the law kneel on another man's neck until he passes out and later dies. This is disgusting, you say to yourself. I hope they throw the book at him. Overnight, a huge campaign for racial justice springs up around the world. No one explains what racism had to do with the incident, but they don't need to. As you know by now, the West is racist, and therefore, at any time a white person does anything that's bad to a black person, there can only be one explanation. 
The fact that an identical incident happened to a white man called Tony Tempa is never mentioned for context. While the lockdown rules remain in place, the protests against injustice spill out onto the streets. Tens of thousands of people crowd into major cities. Few wear masks and social distancing is non-existent. Clashes with the police ensue, and in America, protesters loot stores, attack residents, and start fires. A retired black police officer called David Dorn is among dozens of people who are murdered in the chaos. The media describe these events as mostly peaceful protests, as the reporters stand in front of burning buildings. After months of harsh restrictions, the media and the political class offer no criticism of protests which violate every element of the lockdown. After months of telling you to stay at home to avoid spreading COVID, doctors explain that rather than being a mass COVID spreading event, protest is a profound public health intervention. Big tech companies go on to go into overdrive to stop the spread of disinformation. All discussions of alternative points of view regarding the efficacy of masks and lockdowns, as well as the origins of the virus, are censored. Attempts to discuss the negative impact of lockdowns on health and mental well-being are suppressed. As the year runs on with a pivotal American election looming, President Trump promises a huge push to develop a vaccine. Kamala Harris, who was later elected vice president, says that she would not take the vaccine if Trump told her to. On the eve of the election, a publication in America releases a damaging report about Hunter Biden, son of presidential candidate Joe Biden. The story alleges corruption, which may involve his father, as well as drug taking, use of prostitutes, and more. Twitter and other social media companies prevent the story from being shared. The media lines up commentators to claim the story was Russian disinformation. Once his father wins the election, it becomes clear that several key elements of the story are likely accurate, and the laptop from which the information was recovered is, in fact, Hunter Biden's laptop. Meanwhile, the numbers of COVID patients and deaths turn, turn out to have been wrong. For some time, anyone who died at any point after a positive COVID test was counted as dying of COVID, even if they were killed by a drunk driver. This figure is later revised again. The number of people who are in hospital because of COVID also turns out to be incorrect. Now that racist Donald Trump is no longer president, closing borders is no longer considered xenophobic and is widely advocated for in the media. The racist conspiracy theory that the virus came from a lab is now also allowed to be discussed and appears likely to be, to be the most credible explanation of the origins of the virus. Imagine your horror as you learn that the reason thousands of people died in the first wave of the pandemic was that elderly patients with COVID were allowed to be re released back into the care homes. This is especially true in the UK and in New York, run by Governor Andrew Cuomo, brother of CNN anchor Chris Cuomo. Governor Cuomo's publisher suspends promotion of his book about leadership during the pandemic amid the inquiry into nursing home deaths. Meanwhile, Texas and Florida, which remained open, continue to thrive. In the UK, the health secretary, the person responsible for saving lives, is found to be cheating on his wife with a married aide in breach of social distancing rules. The man making the rules for you does not follow them. It is at this point that the vaccine, which you were initially told would need to be given to the vulnerable before restrictions are lifted, becomes the main drive of government policy and media commentary. The same people who told you Brexit would never happen, Trump would never win, and when he did win, it was because of Russian collusion, then because of racism, that you must follow lockdowns while they don't, that masks don't work, then that they do work, that protests during lockdowns are a health intervention, that ransacking black communities in the name of fighting racism are mostly peaceful, that Jesse Smollett was a victim of a hate crime, that men are toxic, that there is an infant number of genders, that COVID didn't come from a lab, and then that it probably did. 
that closing borders is racist and then that it's the most important thing to do, that the Hunter Biden story is Russian disinformation and then that it's not, that they would not take Trump's vaccine, then that you must take the vaccine, that Governor Cuomo is a great COVID leader, and then that he is a granny killer, that the number of COVID deaths is one thing and then another, that hospitals are filled with COVID patients and that many of them caught COVID in hospital. These same people are now telling you the vaccine is safe. You must take it and you don't. And if, and if you don't, you will be a second class citizen. Understand vaccine hesitancy now. P.S. How, how do I know these things? I have a YouTube show at TriggerPod where we have honest conversations with people who can actually explain why things are happening. Why Brexit happened, why people voted for Trump, BLM, COVID, etc. Check it out. Awesome. That is your Twitter mega thread, timing-wise. What are we sitting at? Yeah, see, that was a, shoot, reading that out loud, 10 minutes. Might go faster reading in your head, but I highly encourage you to go read it for yourself. Uh, I know that might have been a lot, but I think this guy does a great job of highlighting what started, I mean, in 2016 with the election, where we thought, you know, literally, I mean, we were all, I was there. Trump wasn't going to win. I was like, eh, no way is crazy, right? And I mean, people were saying, and, and he, and what's great, he is, he has links, pictures, videos, some references in the middle of this to certain things. But you find all these flashpoints and you see this slow degrading where it becomes more and more obvious and you see more and more flip flopping and it goes from, you know, oh, there's no way Trump can win and he wins. It's Russia collusion. And that's, you know, years drawn out process to find out, oh, nothing happened. Then, then it kind of shifts gears. But then once we get in the pandemic, in the matter of months, weeks, sometimes you see things flip flopping. And, you know, uh, one of my favorite points from this is he talks about the Jesse Smollett and the Covington Catholic kids wearing the, you know, talking about these racist incidents. And, and then even, even, even George Floyd, which they're, <laughs> One was a complete hoax made up by the uh, victim. The other one was totally mis, uh, was completely backwards in actually what happened and who was the victim there. And the third one, just there's no, there was no evidence of any sort of racism. It's merely because of how the race dynamics played out that fit the narrative. And then it makes you question, you know, I, I love his question where he says, is it racist, you know, if, if this country's so racist and there's so many instances of racism, why are we picking bad examples? And this is something that I have said, particularly about police shootings for a long time now, or police incidents like George Floyd, where people want to tout racism or tout this or that and the other. And then when the full evidence comes out, it turns out race really, A, race usually has nothing to do with it. And B, uh, what we're seeing is that people put themselves in positions where officers had no choice but to use the level of force that they used because uh, they're they were, yeah. So basically they were justified. And that, that, that's just a really, really good question on that specific point that I'm pulling out here and extrapolating on is that, you know, it, if, if some of these things were so true and I'm not saying that they're not true, I'm merely, um, talking, you know, I merely question the extent to which they're true, uh, insofar as that, you know, is it as widespread as you think it is? And it, I think if, you know, the media were actually trying to do their job and journals were actually trying to do their job, they would pull you, you'd see actual stories where it plays out and things that uh, ways that it plays out. And you wouldn't, you'd get less of these things that turn out to be hoaxes and they're counting on us, the sensationalism of the moment to us get caught up and our minds get made up. And that when it comes out later that this was a hoax or this was wrong, that we won't remember what happened before, what happened previously, how they, how they urged us. Oh no, we don't need masks. And Oh, the reason we told you that is we don't, we didn't run around a PPP. We didn't run around of, um, or PPE. We didn't want to run out of masks. 
That's why we told you. We actually knew they worked though, which is a horrible excuse. Just saying we, we didn't think they worked and then we found out they worked. But then, you know, now we're seeing that now too with round two of proposed lockdowns and masked mandates among the highly, highly, highly contagious uh, Delta variant that actually turns out to be not nearly as dead and not near as deadly. And guess what? Vaccinated people, you're, it's very rare, almost un- completely unlikely that you get a breakthrough case. And then also... Uh, which for me has always begged the question if masks were only so effective because let's be real. I think a lot of people wore masks and socially distanced for a long time and this thing still spread the initial, what was the initial goal? Slow the spread. There was no denying that this virus was here, but now it's shifted to a, let's get rid of this thing. And I don't think there is getting rid of this thing, but I'm not going to digress too far down that. I think that's long enough for this episode. We're at 20 minutes. Hope you enjoyed that mega thread. Hope it gives you some food for thought and on how, I mean, it gave me some really good insight on contextualizing and tying together a narrative. And, you know, do you think that this was well put together? Do you think he missed a lot of stuff? Do you think that there's maybe another half to this as to, uh, to explain, you know, the problem with maybe people being vaccine hesitant, but I think he's hitting on that kind of silent majority who I was, you know, a part of for in a lot of ways. And, you know, you know, you trust what you hear in the media, you trust you hear with these from, from these institutions. And, uh, now I've woken up to a lot and I'm seeing that, no, a lot of our institutions are totally whack and we need to think for ourselves in a lot of ways. And I'm not saying that we should completely always totally doubt the experts. Experts, but just think for yourself. That's the message here, right? And take into consideration that there may be some context like this behind someone being a little bit more hesitant. And we need to try and be less charged with our language. So, uh, yeah, that's does it for this episode. Uh, I think right now my favorite mega thread. It's awesome. I've linked to it uh, in the description down below. Go check it out. Read through it yourself. Uh, I mean, it, this guy did a bang up job. Uh, let me know any and all thoughts you have on this. Are you vaccine hesitant? Are you been vaccinated? I've been vaccinated. I'll be honest, tongue in cheek here. Uh, I'm sometimes a little bit disappointed that I got vaccinated because I kind of want to be part of the cool rebels, you know, not get vaccinated. But well, also too, there's that and I got COVID. And so natural immunity is something that awkwardly is still up in the air. But I think these, a lot of these double cases we're finding out are actually long COVID, meaning it kind of it kind of goes dormant, then it comes back, so you're never actually fully over it. And yeah, begs the question. So I, I'm I'm doubly immune. I'm naturally vaccinated through getting the virus, and I'm also been synthetically vaccinated through getting uh, the vaccine. But yeah, we'll see. Where do you stand, and what do you think of all this? I'm at the point where the the vaccine has been widely available and I'm kind of co-opting this from Ben Shapiro here. He, he made this point, but the vaccine is widely available. We've gotten a huge swath of the population. And at this point, the people who are unvaccinated, they don't care about masks. They don't care about social distancing. They're kind of over it and they're ready to just live their lives. And if that's the case, then, then it doesn't, then that's the case, right? Those of us who want to get vaccinated have gotten vaccinated. Those of us who don't want to, don't want to COVID is here to stay. And I think when you really flesh out the numbers currently, uh, it's really not translating. Yeah, we're having a lot of cases, but the big question is always hospitalizations and deaths. And what is that? Our rolling death, seven day death count, I think nationally it's like a few hundred, three to three to 400 or something uh, was one of the later ones. And at the height of the pandemic, you're talking in the thousands, even the tens of thousands. I mean, New York lost 30,000 in like a month. And, and so we're seeing something that's totally manageable and... It's interesting, you know, how it's developed, but yeah, 
Uh, any and all thoughts, you can leave a five-star review and give them that way. You can email the show. It's theramblingviking at gmail.com. You can text or leave a voicemail for the show. It's 580-789-9258. And lastly, follow the other link in the description. You can leave a voice memo that way. You are capped at a minute. Minute. You are not capped uh, on the voicemail to my knowledge. So thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this. Go read the mega thread for yourself and, you know, get some food for thought. This Hanyak is out. We'll see you next time.